You are listening to the Post-Atomic Horror Podcast with Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham. Supplemental Episode 16. Hello, friends. Hi, everybody. Season 2 is just about over okay Overs. usually usually we do this at the end of the season but uh we we had a convention and, yeah uh, sometimes we don't do it at the end of the season well it's close to the end of the season yeah i mean if you want you can not listen to this one until the end of the season but why would you do that to yourself well we haven't recorded that episode yet so it's yeah. not like there's going to be information there or jokes or whatever that that you didn't hear yeah. we don't know what's going to happen either so you know no i mean i have a good idea based on well i was going to say based on the titles but no not really no one one is called something that is a thing from later seasons, so that's right. a thing. So that's a plus, and I believe the other one is called the something. Probably. Well, it was it was the nineties, Matt. Every show called itself the something, like yes, every it was episode. The nineties, right? But I mean, I believe Seinfeld started that. Just yes. every episode called the something until until Friends came along, and then it was the one about something. Yes. All the all the Voyager episodes are the one about something. I wish there had been a Friends episode about a Jet Li movie, and they could have called it the one about the one. Oh. This is what this is what we're doing for the next hour, huh? <laughs> oh, boy. Well, we got questions from the listeners. People have, have sent in questions for us to answer, to ponder, to, to discuss. To think about. Yes. So let's, uh, let's crack open the mail, won't delve we? Delve into them. Delve. Dude, you're getting a delve. <laughs> I don't want to delve. Remember that guy? I do. Remember the dude you're getting a Dell guy? I listen, I don't I have a Dell. Yeah. But like and so I'm per, I'm you know, I'm fine with uh Oh, I'm not I'm not with them as a computer. Casting aspersions on their product, but their but advertising circa 2002 was It just uh, it just seemed like the guy was mocking people who found out they were getting Dells. <laughs> dude, you're getting a Dell. You're getting a Dell. <laughs> you know Apple makes computer like real computers now, right? Except except Dell made the commercials. It wasn't like I'm a I Mac know. and I'm a PC. It was like they were they they wanted to portray them in a in a positive light. Yeah, it's like no, we're gonna have some dude and he'll be all like, dude, it's exciting that you're getting a Dell. No, and you're like, can I get a? I don't know. Do they still make gateways at this point? Yeah, cow box. It's like it's like he might as well be saying, dude, someone's gonna shit in your hand. <laughs> it's gonna be great. Well, maybe they did. I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. I, I thought don't... I thought I was going somewhere with it, and it, no, not some dude who just runs up and shits in people's hands. Yeah, hey, how's that for you? I would rather have the Dell, honestly. <laughs> so let's answer some questions, won't we? Oh right, that. All That's right. a thing we do. Yes. Our first question comes from longtime listener John Wiggins, and he says. So now that we have an alternate timeline with the new movies, what do you guys think the new timeline Enterprise D would be like? I mean, is it possible no TV series or novels? Would Voyager even exist? Would Romulans finally be the evil they were meant to be? Discuss. We, um, we talked about this some before. We definitely have. Like, what, what the sort of extrapolated, like, expanded mm. new universe would be like. But I don't think I, we ever got to sort of the next-gen era. Because mm, I've had a theory for a while that we have, like, with, with when Trek 3 comes out. Yeah. Presumably Trek Out of Darkness. Uh-huh. Um, I, I've still got the idea that it's going to be about the Klingons. I don't think that. There was actually a quote recently from the writer of that, and he kind of implied that 
it was about something else. But no kidding. We'll see. It was very vague, and it could definitely be the Klingons. I'm not, you know, mm. I'm not prepared to say I win, you know, the, the double or nothing bet with Scott. Yep. But I, it was encouraging for me because it sounded like they were going and exploring something and not just hanging out and fighting old guys. Oh, good. But we'll see. But um, my my other assumption, if we if we don't do the Klingons, is we're gonna have uh, the p- the new version of the Picard crew show up. Really, in the third movie already? Yep. I Seems see. less likely to me, but uh, definitely, if not the third movie, then the fourth. I... If we get a fourth and they don't just reboot it again. Well, first of all, I don't think they're gonna reboot. As long as they make money, I think they're gonna keep going. Mm-hmm. Second of all, I think. I don't think they're going to jump ahead at all. If they do, I think it's going to be way down the road. I think the whole point is to play in this playground. I don't think we're going to have them jump ahead. If I was, if I had, if I had to guess, and they were, gonna, and I knew they were going to do the next gen crew, it would have them coming back. I don't think. so. I mean, I, I'm not. There's a difference between what I want to see and what I think they're going to do. Yeah, I can't see it happening because those guys are a little too old, but it's also not quite time to recast it yet you know what i mean oh no see that's what i figured they'd do i figured they'd just recast the d crew Uh, i mean i guess they could do that Mm. i don't know you know they could have uh what's his face they could have james mcavoy play uh captain picard you know the guy who plays young professor x in the uh x-men movies oh see i was gonna go for uh what's his face bane ah you know the nemesis in star trek nemesis right (laughs) How could I forget? Well, he is an exact clone of Captain Picard. Yeah, look I mean, how much he looks like Captain Picard. Look how bald his head is. I mean, how could we tell otherwise? There's no other indicator that it's him. No. No, I think it would be a cute bit of stunt casting to cast the guy who plays young Patrick Stewart in in the other franchise. <laughs> that would be fine. Yeah. Also, he should be super, super 70s. Right. Um, But I, I don't know. I mean, I... I don't want them to do that. I think mm-hmm. I would be interested in maybe reading some books or comics set in the next gen yeah, era would, future of that continuity. That though. would be a uh, that'd be a cool direction for the comic to go. Yeah. Now that we've done the uh, now that we've done the mirror universe and the lady universe. Right. It'd be cool to to jump ahead and have them meet the uh, you know meet mm-hmm. the uh, next gen crew because they never did that. Like they never had a proper no full on crossover. They never had a the good two. crossover. Right. I mean, they had the the book uh, Federation, which is one of my favorite books, I've said repeatedly. Yeah, but one of the things about Federation is how well it sort of does that walking between the raindrops thing to make sure the crews never actually meet each other. Yeah, the the, the really cool thing is the Enterprises meet across space, mm-hmm. but because they both acknowledge the Prime Directive, they can't contact each other. Yeah. Which I really liked. It's a cool direction to go with that book so they have to sort of second guess like each guy has to second guess the other one what Mm. he's going to do next without actually talking to them and it was yeah i like that i love the idea of picard having to be okay so if i recall what i know about captain kirk he's going to do something stupid and reckless so we should prepare for that exactly and of course kirk is thinking who's this french guy (laughs) what are they like in the future we're obviously awesome because you know (laughs) I mean, I set the precedent, so... Well, you know. look, clearly no one ever forgot the name Enterprise, so that's a plus. Right. I mean, let's hope history never does. Well, we got a D and an E, so... Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I mean, I as far as what would actually be different, I mean, if we, if we think about what's different in the... You know, like, what's changed, mm. obviously there's no Vulcan. Yep. 
I I was under the impression from the first movie that there were much fewer Klingons that uh, that Nero had decimated the fleet. But yep. now I'm getting the impression that the Klingons recovered from that pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I kind of liked the idea of crippling the main adversary and developing in a whole other direction because the Klingons. For... Yeah. Well, the Klingons would be out of the race that way, mm-hmm. and then you could you could go on maybe meet the Cardassians early, maybe have the Romulans be a bigger thing, you know, right. something like that. Do we know when they sort of first met the Cardassians? I mean, it must have been after the original series, but like I, I know there's I, you know this probably there. you know this probably better than I. There's a whole series of books called The Lost Era. Yes, that takes place between like the last movie and the beginning of Next Gen, like the Cardassian War and the Enterprise B and C and mm-hmm. all the stuff I've, that happened in between. I've actually got the first of the Tarok Nor trilogy I'm looking at right now, which is about the uh, occupation of Bajor. That which looks fucking mm-hmm. awesome. That could be interesting. I don't know. See, I like I like the contrast of, you know, Bajoran Cardassian stuff with Starfleet guys. If it's mm-hmm. all Bajoran Cardassian stuff, I don't know that I'd find it that interesting. Well, see, but this, we've depends. talked about this before, too. You like you, you like Starfleet guys in your Star Trek stuff. I do. That's why, you know, that's one of the reasons you never wanted to do the, 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 Klingon, the Klingon show. show. Right. But that said, I like a mix. Like, I like DS9 yes. is still my favorite because it's about half and half. You get... Starfleet guys, but you also get, you know, a weird alien and, you know, some other guys. And, like, if they did a Klingon show maybe based around a similar premise to the Riker is an exchange officer episode. That would be cool, actually. I would totally read a series of novels where Riker stuck around on the uh, the Klingon ship. It doesn't necessarily have to be Riker. If you're doing a whole new Klingon spinoff set, you know, Mm -hmm. like, like produce now, you create a new Starfleet guy for that. I just I want to ground it in something familiar is all. I will tell you this: I would not want to read a, a series of books where uh, where Worf went to live on a Klingon ship. No, and teaches them how to be more Klingon. Ruin everyone's fun. Yeah, this is how you do honor things. We know how to honor Worf. I think we've been would... honoring since before you were born. I think it would be funny on Earth. <laughs> also, we don't drink prune juice. What's wrong with you? Drink. No, it isn't. Your face is a warrior's drink. Worf. Blood wine is a warrior's drink. <laughs> Prune juice. It is a puss's drink. <laughs> yes, it is. <sighs> but I'm, I mean, like I say, I'm trying to think of what would be. Well, what do we? What do we know? Well, like there's I said, there's a... no Vulcan. There's no Vulcan. Yeah. But there's no Vulcans in TNG. Not really. I mean, Sarek pops up and he's still alive. Mm-hmm. So we know. Uh, I believe Noonien Sung showed up on Enterprise. Right. So he. Well, no, it wasn't Noonien Sung. It was like one of his ancestors. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. Because because no, we know Enterprise. He'd be like, 300 years old. No, yeah. he's like... Uh, Enterprise yeah. still works. We know that. Yeah. Like, it's the only show that... That's still like, in continuity. That's still right. in continuity. Right. Hmm. I don't know. See, I don't think we have enough information. We really only have two canon movies, and that's yeah. it. Yeah. And the second one just dealt with one thing. Yep. And sort of closed that loop. So mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think we have enough information. I mean, it would be great to, you know, to imagine the stuff they could do. Do you think that the uh, the TNG crew would be constantly calling the people who are still alive on the original uh, on the original movie crew for help? God, I hope not. Hello, is this is this new Spock? This is new <laughs> data. Ever heard of a guy called Locutus? See, I I I can picture uh, Farpoint era Picard doing that because that guy was a wuss. Yep. That guy was that guy was not a good captain. I surrender. <laughs> But uh, you know, I'm by, scared. By about third season, no, I think yeah. they'd be all right. 
So I, I don't know. I'd like to think that there's no Admiral Necheyev. Other than that, everything's exactly the same. Ah, uh, the, the best of all possible realities. <laughs> uh, let's see. This one also comes from John Wiggins. You guys often talk about how memory alpha sometimes say the ones involved apologize for an episode. Is there some kind of list of every episode that has an apology for every series? Or do you guys have this information readily available? No, we look it up in memory alpha. Yeah. Like, um, as, as we go. Now, we say that we check episodes to see if they apologize. It's sort of more like they them talking about the episodes in, like, interviews and stuff. That, well, yeah, they don't literally apologize most of the like, time. Most of the time, it's like, this episode disappointed me. It wasn't as good as yeah. I thought it could be. Or dear, dear Memory Alpha, I'm sorry for what I've done. Right. Grop- <laughs> Groppler Zorn. <laughs> well, there's your problem. Groppler Zorn wrote this episode. <laughs> Hell gave him a writing credit. How did he get into SAG? <laughs> no, that's that's the Screen Actors Guild. This right. would be the, writer, the Writers Guild. Now I'm picturing him on strike when they, when they went on strike a few years ago. I was that too. Yep. <laughs> well, I, want, I want to get paid for online screening. <laughs> the problem is that dude would turn scab so goddamn quickly. The guy is a scab. <laughs> I mean, like an actual scab. <laughs> oh, sure. I'll write for your TV show. <laughs> Did you just cross the picket line? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll just do it from under the table here. I didn't know. I wrote a lot of scripts about apples. <laughs> Does the fact that I wrote them about apples not make them pleasing to you? Uh, uh, oddly enough, not the apple though. No, <laughs> that one was written by Kubis. That would have answered a lot of questions though, like why the apple sucked so much. Right. Well, because Kubis wrote it. Fucking Kubis. Yep. That guy ruins everything. He does. He ruined Bajor. He absolutely He ruined did. Cardassia. Yep. He ruined Odo's nice clean jail cell. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> I don't wanna I don't wanna imagine what you mean by that. Leave that entirely in your hands. Ugh. Yeah. Please don't. Anyway, it's not that they literally apologize. No. It's, it's that we feel like We the take writers... them being embarrassed by them as apologies for episodes we don't like. Right. It's it's you know, and I don't know that you could create some kind of a spreadsheet and sort for that because it's not really a literal apology. No. I just, I like it when the writers agree that this could have been done better. Yeah, when we point out flaws in an episode and they're like, yeah, there are flaws in this episode, then we feel like, you know, justified. Well, I mean, really, we've been doing this for, you know, 170 episodes now. We've we've done, like, two and a half series. I'd mm-hmm. like to think we get, uh, we have a vague idea of what Star Trek is about. You would think, right? And so it's nice when we're on the same page as the writers. We're not mm-hmm. always. No. There's, there's been a couple of times where I thought this wasn't a very good episode and the writers say, you know, like, uh, the Maquis. Yeah. We're so they, proud of this episode. The Maquis was like, they, they thought that was the crowning achievement of DS9 so far. Mm-hmm. I thought it was all right, but they thought it was amazing. So, mm-hmm. you know, not always, but for the most part, I like to ex- like I I expect a certain something out of Star Trek, and I like that the writers expect that too. Mm-hmm. Till we get to Voyager, anyway, then they'll pat themselves on the back for some real. Garbage. We did a really great job making this a really shitty series. Yep, and that will look at all the look at all the crap we revisit. They'll they'll be happy with themselves. They'll mm-hmm. be like, "Wow, this is this is a great idea." <laughs> More anomalies, Brendan Braga. <laughs> Excuse me, that, Brandon Braga. That guy that guy is one of the producers of the new Cosmos series now. What is that? Like that, is that a, is that fiction or is no, it No, no, like... no. It's uh it's it's like a science documentary. It's like oh, uh, okay. have you seen the original Carl Sagan uh Cosmos? I think so, yeah. I mean it, at the very least I know what it is. They they might have made you watch it in like science class. It's Probably. just it's him talking about billions of stars and like each episode sort of covers a different aspect of, you know, 
like how the universe began or how right. evolution works or something huh. like that. And Fox picked this up? Yeah, Seth MacFarlane is actually the like the main producer of it. Huh. And you know they'll do anything that guy says. You think so. that's bad? Remember that time that star went Nova? <laughs> but he's he's using his powers for good. He's he's trying to further the cause of science education, which, huh. you know, is good. They yeah, did an, well, good. they did an entire episode on natural selection like uh I know by the time this era, it would be a couple of weeks ago, but I just watched it the other day. Oh, nice. And, check that out. You know, there's there's putting this kindly. There are people out there who don't quite understand how evolution works. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's nice to put out there without without being combative about it to say, no, this is the science. Here's how it works. Here's what we think happened. Yeah. And, and put it out there so people can see. And, oh. you know, that's good. And uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson hosts it. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's great. Well-known awesome science guy and gravity hater. Yes. He's um, he's he's a lot of fun. He's he's a big dork. Like yes, there's there's some definite like sort of cringing at his dorkiness aspects of it. But I think that's part of the the charm. Well, I mean, I love him when he's on uh, like the John Stewart show or whatever. Oh yeah, oh he's he's on Colbert like all the time. There you go, yeah. And it's fantastic. Like I love that clip of uh, where they're interviewing him and they're like, you know, the uh, the Daily Show globe rotates in the wrong direction. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> That's, it's like that, that's you know. annoying, but it's also adorable. Well, but uh, you know, the not to say Cosmos doesn't take liberties with things. I mean, they they show the Big Bang and he puts on his sunglasses, you know, <laughs> before it happens. Like, eh. it's it's a bit of a dramatization of what really happened, and you could pick it apart if you wanted to be literal about it. Uh-huh. But it's good for sort of like, hey, this is. It is. I I haven't like I've only seen the first two so far, and. Uh-huh. I don't know a lot about science, and honestly, I haven't learned much yet, but well, I'm hoping it'll get more in-depth into things I don't yeah. know about. So, The thing is, the, the Carl Sagan one was done like 30 years ago, and science has, you know, mm-hmm. gone forward since then. And I think the idea is they want to, you know, sort of talk about the state of the art of science now. That, so. Yeah. No, it's well, it's cool. If, if you don't mind learning about science, if you don't find that boring. I'm actually know. pretty pro-learning about science. I wasn't sure, because, I mean, I know you're pro-science. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's certain things that I'm interested in that I don't really want to watch boring documentaries about. Sure. Anyway, all that said, Brandon Braga is one of the producers, and it's amazing to me that it's not just full of technobabble bullshit. It's why, it's why they spend so much time talking about anomalies. I guess. They haven't yet, but, you know. I like the time, idea that he, he, he made the show just so he could prove that anomalies exist and that people can go back in time, and I was just mad that they can't. <laughs> well, they haven't talked about that yet. When do you get to the space cloud that swaps everyone's gender? Brandon, that's not a thing. Sure it is. Look, I wrote about it here and here and here and here. When, when are sinister aliens going to start chopping people's arms off? What? Show me a chair. Ah, <laughs> oh, With an arm. On. Moving on, uh, once again from John Wiggins. I got right. bored one night and rewatched some TNG and, of course, later the PAW episode. Can't believe you guys didn't mention how Max Headroom was the vet on Eureka. I mean, wow, seriously, yours in flonk. Uh, I never watched Eureka, so uh, so there's that. Yeah, I never saw Eureka either. Sorry, flonk. I mean, uh, no, that's 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 Wiggins. He said oh, yours. Sorry, he, he signed it yours in flonk as as though he were saying. Oh, like, that threw me in. off. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah. Um. No, I mean Matt Matt Frewer is one of those guys who's in everything. Yeah. He's one of those guys that'll pop up, and you won't know who it is, and then you hear his voice, and you'll be like, oh, it's Max Headroom. Well, I mean, that voice is super distinctive. Yeah, it really is. No, I mean, I know him as either Max Headroom or the other dad on Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. 
He was... Um, or uh, Moloch. I was going to say, he was Moloch in yeah. the uh, Watchmen movie. And I mean, you know, probably a thousand other things. Yeah, he was... <laughs> during the, the brief, ill-conceived, uh, let's make the Pink Panther talk, uh, New Adventures of Pink Panther <sighs> series in the 90s, he was the voice of the Pink Panther. Mm-hmm. I believe it was Pink Panther and Son. I think he had a kid. I know that there was a talking Pink Panther, and I know there was a Pink Panther and Son. Maybe they're two different things. I don't remember. You know what's not two different things? The Pink Panther and Chester Cheetah. No, they're definitely two different things. Nah. Yeah, they are. The Pink Panther doesn't talk. He did in that one show, so clearly he can. He just yep. chooses not to. But it's like Wile E. Coyote. He shouldn't. <clears throat> so when he doesn't, he dons a fake cheetah costume and a pair of sunglasses, and he goes out telling people about how easy it is to be cheesy. It, well, and, and his conclusion is it's not. It's not. No. Not at all. See, I don't know, because I think a panther is a whole different species than a cheetah. But, I mean, if you put a panther into a cheetah costume, you're not going to be able to tell the difference. Uh, I don't know. I was wondering how far you could stretch that. I was thinking about stretching it further, and then it was like, no, I, no. no, 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 no. Sounds <laughs> like, sounds like Rom screaming. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I, I think I, I picture a panther being sort of more muscular and a cheetah being sort of wirier. Mm. But you I don't know. F- well, I mean, maybe he filled the costume with wires. That could be. I don't know. Now, now, now you got me wondering, like, what mm-hmm. the real difference is. I don't, I don't actually care, but you got me wondering anyway. Yep. This is going to result in a lot of YouTube uh, research. Yeah. Like we, like we do before every uh, sarcastic voyage. <laughs> Which inevitably ends up with us trying to to top uh, who can think of who can find the worst example of something Hanna Barbera did. Yep, that's inevitably how that ends. <clears throat> I don't know why. You really right, can't I've... get much worse than that genie. I'll tell you that right now. Yazzle dazzle. Yeah, that one. Hmm. Yeah, that's pretty bad. I mean, if you can think of a worst Hanna Barbera cartoon about teenagers and a thing, I don't know. There's uh, well, there's Fred and Barney meet the thing. Oh God. Where the thing from the Fantastic Four... Actually, they they never appeared together. They no, were just they, on the same if show. there's one thing those characters did not do, it was meet. Right. Even though the title promised that. Yep. There was... Uh, the, the Roman Holidays was one of the worst ones, which was just the Flintstones in Roman times. Oh, God. They were really stretching. Yeah. I was, one, I was actually... This is weird. I was thinking about this today. What do you think your Flintstones name would be? My Flintstones name? Yeah. Oh, God. I don't know. Best I could come up with was Rockwatt. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to. I'd have to think about that for not yeah. not for too long. And no. of course, you'd be Matt Rockbotham. Yeah, see, that's the problem. You get an R name, and it's like, yeah, just stick Rock in there. Yeah, but I'm trying to. I'm trying to like Ron Al Granite Watt. No, I. I don't know. That's like not a, bad. No, nah, it's pretty bad. But you know. They they did some pretty terrible ones. Yes, they did. They did some they did some clever ones too. I'll give them that. They did some they did like uh, Cary Grant was Cary Granite. I like yep. that. See, and the one the... I thought was hilarious was they took Rock Hudson. Uh huh. And they were like, nah, that's not good enough. So they made him Rock Hudstone. I like that. <laughs> that's that's great. <laughs> that shows a little self awareness, actually. They should have changed his first name to Ron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but like Anne Margrock, you know, like they yep. they did some halfway decent ones, and then sometimes they just kind of gave up. Rock rocks, buddy. 
Well, and of course, Joe Rockhead, which was about 30 different characters. Fucking Joe Rock. I fucking hate you, Joe Rockhead. <laughs> you son of a bitch. This feels like a discussion for our other show. This has that's, nothing to do with Star true. Trek. And we're going to run out of material for the other show if we talk about it here. So oh, we can't let that happen. No. Uh, one more from John Wiggins. All right. uh, I, I think he must have gotten on like a sugar high and just written to us a bunch. It's understandable. Uh, first, I'd like some help in creating a pod drinking game. So far, it's every time somebody says contrive or thusly, but I'm open for additions. Well, thusly is actually the intellectual property of drunken time travel. I just yes. like to steal it sometimes. Mm-hmm. In fact, um, uh, Irish Gav was watching the uh, video of our panel last year. And saw that I said thusly and screamed at me for it. <laughs> Just get this, this DM from him on Twitter. Thusly? 10,000 exclamation points and question marks. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry for what I've done. We had an audience. I wanted to use something good. <laughs> use something we came up with. I don't know. I, cause Let's I, see. This is one of those things that, like, when we started the other show, I was mm-hmm. not aware of all my stupid verbal crutches. And no, remember when we did our first, like, uh, we did, like, the first, like, six months or something, and people started giving us stuff that we said all the time back to us? Yeah, and then we noticed it and stopped. Yeah. And I think we're more aware of that stuff now, but I still, I don't know. I, it's hard to tell. You'll notice it's been a long time since we've said we've never, we're never not doing something. Right, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's there's Sia folks. Yep. But really, if you're going to do a drinking game, I mean, you could you could make it about our stupid verbal crushes, or you could just yep. make it about our inside jokes. You know, mm-hmm. whenever we mention Grappler Zorn. Armus. Armus. Whenever yeah. a guest makes a no trouble at all joke. Yep. That's a that's, good one, actually. That's definitely a good one, because they almost all do it, and mm. they almost all make me laugh when they do it. Yep. Somehow. I mean, so. honestly, if you just want to get drunk, just take a shot every time we do a good, we say something is a good thing. Eh, or that's a bad only... thing. That's only two or three times an episode. Yep. But if your shots are just a glass of whiskey? Well, all right. Or it's something that is green, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I, That's a good I don't one, know. too. I mean, I, there, there's plenty of things that we say a lot. Yeah. If people want to make one, I would like to see it. Oh, absolutely. But I'm not um, I'm not conscious enough of the crap that we keep doing and to sort of be able to make one of those myself. When I when I sit and edit the show, it occurs to me like, oh, I need to stop saying that. Yeah. But it's like when I'm recording now, it's not really like I'm not using that part of my brain, so I don't know. Yeah. I, I can't really think. But but yeah, I mean, I, I would say any of our stupid inside jokes. Anytime you talk about Keiko. Anytime you do a Keiko impression. Yep. <laughs> anytime, anytime I blow out someone's ears by going miles. <laughs> anytime we go quark. Quark. There's, there's plenty of them. That's the other thing. It, it changes per series, too. It does, but there are things that we still hold on to. Yeah. I mean, we're still making Armus jokes. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like that's never going away. Armus hit us hard. But, you know, they'll, they'll be... I'm sure we'll have occasion to make a leg-up joke. Mm-hmm. Or a Jordy and Data in the morning joke. I mean, you know, yep. it has to happen organically. Mm-hmm. But, uh, actually, I don't know. I'm trying to think of... Uh, Without Dude. spoiling anything for people who are following along in order, what next-gen guys are going to show up, and I don't think Data or Jordy show up. No, I think... I don't want to... Do I don't want to say who... I don't want to say who does. I mean, we get one big one. Yeah. And it's not hard to figure out if you've paid any attention to all well, the one, one who becomes part of the show, so that yeah. doesn't really count. And then there's another big one. Is that it? Yeah. Um... Because we got Picard. We got Picard in the in pilot. The first, in the pilot. Because yeah. you have to do the send-off episode. Yeah, Marina Sirtis said, absolutely not, I'm not doing that show, I hate those people. Yes. 
Um, and Data and Jordy never showed up, and Bever never showed up. Um, what's his face? The Doctor? No, not the Doctor. Hmm. We get uh, like we get um. Well, some Voyager characters show up. Too, yeah, some Voyager characters thing. show up. Yeah. We're getting a couple of those. Yeah, and and in a natural way, oddly enough. Yeah. Like not in a super contrived like oh my like, like the guy they base the hologram on shows up. That's not really a spoiler. No, I was I panicked halfway through that. Yeah. No, that's that's not really like I don't want to spoil. I mean, you could basically play process of elimination now and figure out which next gen guy showed up because we didn't say his name. Yeah, you, but, you're right. It's Wesley. Yeah, totally Wesley. He and the traveler show up and yeah, uh, basically fight. the same way Q and Vash show up. I was gonna say they box Cisco. Yeah, except uh, he can't fit boxing gloves over his hooves. <laughs> you hit me, <laughs> Captain Picard. Never hit me. I'm not Picard. He wanted to <laughs> every day. <laughs> uh, secondly, surely by now you guys have heard of the two new CBS series planned that are in the Star Trek universe. One, a CSI-type show, and two, an ER-type show. Yeah, I keep hearing those rumors, and I don't believe them. Yeah, no, it, when I see, like, some production photos or... When I see Star Trek news on, like, a website I've never heard of, that's yeah. generally a sign that it's probably not true. Mm-hmm. If, you know, if that's the first place I see it, and then it shows up on, like, io9 or, like... Uh, yeah, I, I trust io9. Um, yeah, more or less. Or, like, the AV Club. Or, yeah. Like, there's, there's a few websites that I get my entertainment news from. But, uh, you know, it, it has to be someplace reputable, someplace that I've heard of, or at least those places have to pick up the story after yeah. the, the, you know, the website has. And yeah. I haven't seen that story anywhere but on, like, weird, like, I don't know. There's... I mean, the I, thing is, like, they pitch crap like that all the time. Oh, sure. Know? Michael Dorn's been trying to get his Star Trek series off the off the ground for, for years now. Yeah, and I'm just going to throw the, this out there. That will never happen. I don't know. I, it depends on who's running the network, on what mm. network it is, on what they're looking for for the franchise. I mean, yeah. there's so many things. You know, who knows? Like, look, if they make a CSI show or an ER show, I'll probably be all over that as long as it's good. I See, I don't... I, I mean... I'll watch it if it's Star Trek because yeah. because we have this show and because I like Star Trek. Yeah. But at the at the very least, it'll give us another couple episodes of this. Yeah. That said, I don't like CSI type shows. I don't like cop shows. I'm I'm gonna uh, go on the record and say I just don't. I mean, I'm not gonna say I don't like any cop show ever. I like The Wire. There's a couple others that I've liked, but for the most part, I don't like the trappings of your typical mm. cop show. That's just. It, it feels very cliche to me. I don't see them doing things that are new and interesting to me, and I just don't care. I don't really like detective shows. It's just not my thing. Mm-hmm. I do, so I would be all over a CSI Trek show if it's good. I think you'd run out of material pretty quickly. See, I feel like with a universe like that, you've got a lot of stuff to you know to go through. Like, I think you're here's gonna... a mur- here's a murder. Oh wait, it was it was committed by your mirror universe counterpart. I think you're going to start inventing ridiculous ways to make it interesting after about a season and a half. Like, you could do something cool with the transporter. You could Mm. do something cool with, you know, I don't know, like you say, the mirror universe, whatever. But you're going to, after you hit all the major things, then what? Then it's just a normal murder show. True. Like, you need more than that. You need, Mm. I don't think, I don't think a good Star Trek show is, is, I don't know, like, is carried because of the gimmick. I think well, you God, need, no. Like, you know, you, you the need characters, good characters exactly you need there. a good continuing story. You need, you know, I don't know. Like for all our problems with Voyager, we've said this before. It was a great premise for a show. Absolutely. And we, you know, we spent an entire episode talking about how they could have made that work. Yes. By making the show Battlestar Galactica. But, uh, more or less. Yeah. <laughs> 
but you know, like the, the premise is just sort of the, the taking off point. The DS9 on paper did not sound great to me in 1993. No, that's why I didn't watch it until it was canceled. Yeah. I mean, I came into it like uh, season three or four, but um, yeah, it, it didn't sound interesting to me on paper, but yeah. because of the characters, because of, you know, the, the continuing story, I cared. It, so Basically, all the reasons that I love it now are the reasons I didn't watch it when it was coming out. Yeah. Well, there's also that. And mm-hmm. you've you've pointed out several times that there are things that young Matt didn't care for that, that yeah. older Matt certainly does. Yeah. You didn't care about any of that political intrigue crap back then. No, I want a fucking spaceship exploring the universe. Right. What do you mean Q only showed up one time? What the fuck? I love Q. Well, who doesn't love Q? Exactly. Janeway apparently does. Yeah. Apparently she, like, fell in love with him or something. I don't Ugh. We'll There's only one love for Q, and we both know who it is. Uh-huh. I don't I don't buy that either. That's fine. All right. Uh, next one comes from our friend Brewtown Andy, and he uh-huh. says, Hello. I'm horribly behind on my listening, but I felt it was important to fulfill your prediction that you would get mail because you were bad-mouthing sliders. How dare you? <laughs> Thus ends my attempt at outrage over your attitudes towards sliders. <laughs> Hugs, Bruton Andy. Sliders. Did we talk about sl- I don't even remember. We absolutely talked about sliders. I mean, I'm sure if the if the topic came up, we bad-mouthed it because it's fucking sliders. <laughs> But I don't remember the actual conversation. No, I, I forget what episode that was, but we definitely... I think Gav was here? It might have been during our, our crossover with... Well, uh, Bruton put the actual episode number in the in the subject of the yeah. email, and of course I've now deleted it, so... <laughs> it doesn't matter. Fucking sliders. In, in fairness, I never saw sliders. I did. Was it was it any good? No, not okay. even a little bit. Okay. I don't know. It had, it had Sala from Indiana Jones in yep. it? Yep. For a while. Oh, was he... He not... died. Oh. The actor or the character? No, the character. Ah. Eh. Spoilers for sliders, I guess. Yeah, but... If, if you give a shit. If you're on a show where you're jumping across realities, then you can just find another one. Yeah, it's called Picking Up a Spare. Right. So they couldn't just get another Sala somewhere else? No. Like, they should have gotten the Indiana Jones universe Sala. That would have been awesome. Yeah, except that Indy wouldn't have him, and Indy needs him. Well, Indy didn't have him. You just grab him after uh, they ride off into the sunset at the end of Last Crusade. Well, okay. Then no one needs him anymore. I guess that's true. He wasn't even in Crystal Skull. No. Nobody was. No. Ever. Ah. I'm like one of the only people who didn't hate that movie. I liked it better than Temple of Doom. Uh. I did? I don't know what to tell you. I, I mean, I like Temple of Doom, so... I you know. really don't. <laughs> Temple of Doom is is a distant fourth in my list of Indiana Jones movies. I mean, look, it's the it's the weakest of the first three, but I still like it. Like, yeah, I think it's the weakest of the four. Oh. And to, before uh, Crystal Skull came out, I would have told you there was no such thing as bad Indiana Jones. Eh? As someone who watched the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles on a pretty regular basis until it was canceled. <laughs> I don't know. I just I didn't I didn't have any problems with it. Like, I mean, I okay, I had some problems with it, but I didn't. I don't know. I didn't think it was any more ridiculous than any of the other ones. Mm. Well, the, the aliens thing never bothered me. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, aliens is just a natural progression from religion. Right. Honestly, I believe in aliens a lot more than I believe in Jesus, so. And if it's about, like, you know, the, the, the pulp adventures of the 50s, then you're going to have Little Green Men. Actually, yeah, of course. They, they wanted to call it Indiana Jones and the Little Green Men, and they thought that was a little too ridiculous. Yeah, people wouldn't have gone to that. No. But, I mean, I, I, I appreciate I where they're coming enough, from with, but... like, the pulp thing. Yeah. No, I mean that makes sense. That's a that's an Yeah. That's an obvious progression from I've said that word like a million times today. Well, there's your drinking game, I guess. Yep. 
So I drink every time I say progression. That's another yep. one. All right. I uh, don't drink. That's okay. I'll drink for you, too. All right. Drinking for two, like yep. you're pregnant. Yep. All right. Here's another one from Brewtown Andy. Hello, lads. I am horrifyingly behind on my podcastery of your wonderful show, but I have a question about episode 159 in your discussion of The Siege, the third and final part of the story that opens season two. In that episode, you guys referred to Morn being forced to leave the space station and the barstool that he loves so much. Would you go so far as to say Morn loves Deep Space Nine or his barstool like he loves a woman? Yours in the profits, Bruton Andy. I would say that the thing that Morn most loves like a woman is a woman. I think so. We don't know enough about Morn yet. Not that Not, we'll ever learn a lot. No, but, but we... He do, He seems to do pretty okay for himself. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, I mean, on the other hand, Kirk loved women like women, and he still loved his ship like a woman. That's like, true. They're not mutually exclusive. <sighs> that dude loves that bar stool. I don't see him in the bar a lot, I've noticed. Not yet. As no, the series you're progresses, right. I think he's He's mostly just time been there. background guy. I know he's yeah. been named by this point. Right. But I don't think we've seen him in Quarks. Like, it's not a lot, of, you know, there's not a lot of establishing shots of Quarks where he's sitting in the yeah. same spot. I mean, like, he's there as much as he's anywhere else. Right. But, I mean, you know, Bashir's there as much as he's anywhere else. You yeah. know, like, that doesn't necessarily mean, you know no. what I mean? Like, I don't, I, he, he doesn't feel like a fixture just yet. He'll become no. that. Yes. But uh, maybe they haven't put in the stool that he loves like a woman yet. No. That's it. Once that stool comes in that he loves like a woman, then he'll be there every day because of the stool that he loves. Loving it like a woman. Yes. I mean, like, literally, like, humping it. Yes. Right. And Quark will allow it, but he'll charge him. Well, of course. Uh, this one comes from Irish Gav. He said, is there anyone who hasn't met Curzon? There's there's another question, but we'll... Uh... Um. I don't think so. Curzon's really gotten around. Yeah, the guy was a diplomat. Yep. And, you know, a popular guy. And, yep. Uh, yeah, he I finished think... up the, uh, the, the Kittimer. Right. I think, I think he did that thing that that guy in Hitchhiker's Guide did, where he went and met every single person in the universe mm. and insulted them. Yes. I mean, just off the top of our, our heads, clearly he met the original crew. Right. Well, At the very least, he met Spock, because Spock was super into the whole... That's true. Klingon yeah, but I think trees. I think at that point, like, Kirk had died, and the rest of them weren't really involved. Like, I think Spock kind of went off on his own. Mm. Um, how long between... Do you know how long between uh, Six finishes up, and they retire, and we come back to them in uh, Seven? Uh, I don't know. It's about ten years, but yeah, I don't okay. actually know. I don't, I don't know. That's, that's a total guess. I mean, I could probably find that out, but, you know... I don't oh, we could, we could find that front. out easily, but yeah, yeah not... not uh... I'm interested now. See how much longer he lived. I don't know. Um, I used to know this stuff, like, off the top of my head. I used to know, like, oh, that was 2293. And I, you, you'd think now that we have a show about it, you would, uh, you'd retain that kind of crap, but no. No, not at all. No, because Oddly enough, that you know more about sliders than you ever did. <laughs> I know a thing about sliders, yes. <laughs> I remember when that show was on, it was on uh, Fox for a while. Yes. Yes, it was. And Fox was actually showing some, like, sci-fi, like, in primetime, and I, I was really impressed with that. They had the Alien Nation show as well. Yep. Which, at the time, I was quite into. Well, was this, was this pre-X-Files? It must have been pre-X-Files. Eh, no, it was around the time X-Files started. Okay, so well, was... the X-Files had hit big, so that doesn't surprise me too much. Yeah. 
Like people like X Files. Let's fucking yeah. But it was it was cool to see them actually like playing around with you know right like different type stuff. Um. Anyway, I don't know. Curzon, you know, he's he's met a lot of guys. Yeah. I I would say Curzon's Kurz, uh, one... like my dad. You know, you can't take him out. You can't go out with him without him running into like fifteen people he already knows. Yeah, my mom does that too. I wonder yeah. if my my mom knows your dad. That'd be weird. That would be weird. I I don't want to know the answer to that question. No. Let's move on. Uh, Irish Gav also says, also, are we entirely sure Cisco lost his wife and he thought he had one, but counted wrong? (laughs) (laughs) Yours, Mestor. (laughs) You know what you really don't want to do is torture Cisco. How many lights do you see? I don't know. (laughs) How many am I supposed to be seeing? Uh, There are four lights. Okay. (laughs) Is that four? Okay, four. Sounds good. Yep. Uh, This one comes from Mel, and she says, Dear Alan Matt, I've been a fan of Next Gen and the original series since I was little, but I'd never watched DS9. Been watching along with you, though I'm a few episodes behind at the moment, and it's great so far. I've noticed that whenever you review an episode as not their best work, I thought it decent while watching it. I've been watching Voyager for the past few months, and I think that it's desensitized me to what a bad episode (laughs) of Star Trek is. Even the one with the board game and the singing wasn't too bad. I'm looking forward to DS9 getting great. Love the show. Oh, well, first thanks. of all, we love hearing from people we, we haven't heard from before, or I, I don't know, you may have written in once. I've, I've corresponded with this person off the show, and I don't uh-huh. remember if she's actually written to the show before, but uh, but she's not a regular, so it's nice It's nice to hear from people that we don't hear from often. Yeah, absolutely. Um, second of all, yeah, we definitely, I would say, grade DS9 sort of knowing how great it's going to get. Yeah, like it's season kinda one, like, it's kind of the reverse of the Maquis thing. Yeah, but like season one was not that bad. No, but we sort of, you know, like oh, this is terrible, and you know, compared to like next gen season one, no, it wasn't. No, but compared I, to DS Nine, we talked about this. DS Nine really hit the, the ground running when it started. I think it did. I mean, the pilot was great. Like the second episode in Drew's Garrick, you had like uh, yeah, I, I, I I could name three or four really great ones in we, season one. When season one started, we were talking off. Off, uh, off Mike about uh, what if there's no bad ones? What are we going well, to do? That's true, and thankfully that hasn't happened. That was a real worry for a couple of weeks. Well, when we get there's a stretch in like season five or six where that's going to happen for a little yeah. while. But I think I think we're always going to have some, you know. Expect a lot more Armist jokes when that time rolls around. <laughs> Then, then we'll just focus, like, we'll start getting really nitpicky and, and focusing on, like, tiny things that don't matter just, you know, for something to talk about. What's your bad thing, Matt? Armus. <laughs> From 160 episodes ago? Yep. Yep. Oh, all right. Matt, this is Trials and Tribulations. I know what it is. <laughs> oh, God. Fucking Armus. I'm going to have to come up with a bad thing for Trials and Tribulations. Yeah, good luck. Um, Arn Darvin? <laughs> Still funny. Yeah, still funny. Uh, this one comes from Flonk. He says, In the Mirror Universe, is Mirror Lore good and Mirror Data evil? I don't know, but Mirror Lore is hard to say. <laughs> mirror Lore. Mirror Lore. Your brother, Mirror Lore. Along those same lines, Flonk also says, Is Mirror Armus a skin of good? <laughs> <laughs> hey, asshole. <laughs> Oh, God. I'm going to throw a rock at you. The thing is, I guess the mirror... I mean, the mirror universe isn't 
the opposite of our universe. It's just everyone's evil, right? Yeah. So evil. Hmm. I've been thinking about this because since we did uh, crossover, where they crossed over, right? Into the crossover, the crossover universe. Over. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, like just the 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 way that universe works is everyone being just sort of eviler. Yeah, and I don't think that makes the evil ones good. No, I think it makes the evil ones more evil. Because then we just have less good people. Right. You know, like the like there's a couple of good people in the mirror universe, but you know it's Spock and Chief O'Brien. Right. Even Evil Cisco was a good guy by the end of that episode, and he was still kind of a prick. Yep. I'm gonna call you Smiley. I don't want to be called Smiley, but that's too fucking bad. Because <laughs> I'm evil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Now, excuse yeah, they... me while I leap over your kitchen island. The uh, the the evil people like like Lore is super evil. Yes. And like it, he's not good. He's not the opposite of that. He's mm-hmm. he's just super, and Armus would just be like way worse. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, Data doesn't have any emotions, so right. Would he be evil or would he be the same? Mm, like then know. you've got the whole like what does an evil universe like what kind of effect does an evil universe have on a robot with no emotions? Well, but on the other hand, Data mostly emulates other people that's that's a good point if he's surrounded by jerks he's going to be much more of a jerk now, can, like you his... imagine, can you imagine a universe with an evil geordie well that's kind of what i was thinking yeah what 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 would that even be <laughs> i i don't know i can't I, fathom I, it because <laughs> when a character's defining characteristic is how nice they are Conceive no. of an evil Jordy. I think I think that's what the writers did when it came to O'Brien, and they had to just say, "Nope, there isn't one." Yeah. Like, like when they were when they were inventing all the evil versions of the DS9 guys, they're like, "Okay, O'Brien, nope, he's the same." Yeah. That's too hard. Like, e- even his name sounds like a smile. Yep. Oh, it's Jordy. <laughs> hey, Jordy. Yeah, that's a good point. How can you be evil? I don't know, maybe, like, um, I'm trying to think of, like, his worst characteristics, like, his the, the creepiness with, with Leah Brahms. Oh, Stuff, yeah, okay, you, I can see that. If you amp up the worst things we've seen about Jordy, mm-hmm. then maybe he'd be like that. So he's not so much evil as he is gross and weird. A creep. Yeah. A total creep. Let's let's put a pin in the, in the Mirror Universe thing until we finish the mail, because right. we, we had some stuff we wanted to talk about with okay. that. Okay. Uh, but we got a couple more questions. Uh, this one comes from Brian, uh, not Brian the guest, different Brian. All right. And he says, Alan, Matt, just listen to the latest podcast, episode 169. Don't know why you're down about Mirror Universe episodes. I think they're great and give the cast a way to explore interactions slash relationships that would never work in the real universe. My guess is they had a lot of fun doing them and then kept finding reasons to go back there. And yes, having watched ahead, I've seen the other episodes as well and still enjoy them all. Also wanted to let you guys know how much I enjoy the podcast, and thanks again for letting me finally watch DS9. I'm near the end now, about 15 episodes to go, and I'm, damn, I'm such on a Star Trek high, and I'm seriously contemplating watching Voyager next. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> wait for us. Yeah, don't at least alone. wait until we're there. Then you'll have a reason. Yeah. That, have you considered watching Sliders? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Never as much as I have today, I'll <laughs> Damn um, it, Matt, no one's ever considered watching Sliders. <laughs> Not even the guy who, like, edited Sliders. <laughs> no, I mean, it's I can't really go on record saying, uh, giving an opinion of episodes we haven't reviewed yet, because yeah. when we come back to them, sometimes I feel differently. But the fact that they did five episodes in this gimmick setup, mm-hmm. 
to me says that that's probably like I'm probably not remembering wrong. It's uh, the yeah. mirror universe is a cool thing to come back to once or twice, but not five times. How long has it been since you watched DS9? It's been at least like seven or eight years for me. Yeah, probably about that. Yeah. Um, there was a stretch when I first moved to Seattle where I was unemployed and uh, Amanda and I watched a lot of TV and mm-hmm. I think it was then. So that would have been uh, 2006, 2007, somewhere yeah. around there. I did. Yeah, I would have done. A, I think I did a rewatch around then too. Yeah, that's when so, I started buying up all the DVDs. Yeah, it's been you know seven or eight years. Yeah. Um, I, I have watched no Star Trek apart from what we watched for the show since we started doing the show in 2010. Because yep. that's how that works. Yeah, because I'm trying to take it as we go and mm-hmm. and form my own opinions. You know based on uh, you know what we're seeing yeah so basically you know this is just this is what we remember from watching the shows through the first time and we've been wrong a bunch of times before absolutely and we will be wrong again about something i'm sure probably as unlikely as that sounds Eh, i think you're wrong (laughs) but i mean just just thinking about it on paper the fact that they came back to that gimmicky idea so many times seems you know it seems right to me it seems it seems like i would get sick of that Mm -hmm. At the very least, I will say this. Mirror Universe Vic Fontaine is stupid. Yeah. That's a stupid idea. We won't we won't go into who that is yet for those no. of you who haven't watched that far ahead, but uh but yeah, that's trust us. That's that's not that's, great. That's dumb. Even if every other Mirror Universe episode holds up and we're completely bleh, completely wrong, there's, that's fucking stupid. There's a few things that stick in my mind that I can't mention because they're big spoilers. Uh-huh. Um but consider the fact that they've already killed off Quark and Odo mm-hmm. in in the mirror universe. Like already, you're you're you know you're crippling two of the best guys in the crew. Yep. And then you, uh, I guess they still could introduce Dax, mm-hmm. but Julian and Julian, evil Julian, right? But then that's it. Like you got like, I don't know. Your two best guys are gone. I'm pretty sure they kill more guys later. They do because. By the I, end, by by the end, there's like you know, I take a show with as a huge a, a cast as DS9 has. Yeah, now let's go down meet. all like the main guys, and you're still stuck with like a billion extras. That's true, but you know, again, the two best guys mm-hmm. are already dead. Yep. I don't know. Like I say, I think it's an interesting concept to come back to once or twice. I don't think it's like I don't think it's as rich of a concept as Q. No. Or well, because like, you can do you can do a lot of different things with Q, you know. Like that's the thing when you when you have a once a year thing that you come back to, it's usually a character. Yeah, you bring Q back once a year. You bring Luxana back once a year. Yeah, Barkley, you know. Right. Those are those are guys you can you can explore. Whereas going to the mirror universe, they're the same guys. They're just evil. Yeah. So that doesn't really count. No, because you can take those reoccurring characters and do different things with them. Like we've right. seen comedy episodes with Q. We've seen drama episodes with Q. Yeah. But, I mean, like, all of the Mirror Universe episodes are kind of similar, you know? Yeah. And I think, again, I think it's interesting just to follow up on what happened in the original series and see what happens next. But I don't need to see what happens after that and then after that and then after that. Like, Mm. it's not not interesting. But, again, I could be wrong. Mm -hmm. There's four more coming and maybe I'll enjoy them all. Who knows? That's just your opinion? Yeah. (laughs) Listen to me. Listen here, Massa Papiqua. Oh, my God. Never do that again. (laughs) Oh, I'm flipping. Sad now. You can't see it, but I'm flipping my hair. No, I believe you. <laughs> I just picture you with a wig in one hand, just sort of waving it around. Yep. Now I don't want to get off on a rant here. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Uh, quick lightning round of questions, and then then we'll come back to the uh, to the beer thing. All right. These are I, I mentioned on uh, Facebook. This is the the show doesn't have a Facebook page. I don't think it needs one. Um, this is my own Facebook. The, the, a bunch of people jumped in and and sent us some questions. Uh, so Adrian says, "Can Kirk?" Probably. Romulans. Uh, often. Uh, Dirk Walker says, "Why does Data?" Because he can. Vishal says, and I can't speak French at all. Pourquoi Jean-Luc aime le croissant? Uh, we. Oui. We. Oui. Uh, Brian, the, the regular guest, Brian says, "When is an Odo?" <laughs> Twice, but not before lunch. And Flunk says, "Quark." <laughs> what? <laughs> all right. Now, I feel like we've answered those. Our friends are the worst. Yeah, they pretty much are. Especially since they can't follow directions. What I said was, uh, our supplemental's coming up. If you have questions, send them to this email address. And naturally, they just posted them as Facebook comments. Yeah. Because people can't follow directions. They're the worst. Yeah. Um, we, I've mentioned this before, but just, just once again, if this is like your first episode or whatever, we do these every few months. We do them between seasons. We answer all the mail like we've done here. Mm-hmm. So if you if you want to hear us answer your mail, uh, postatomichorror at gmail. We would love to yep. uh, uh, joke about, dismiss, discuss, whatever, whatever we end up feel, feeling like at the time. Uh, wh- whatever you have to say. So mm-hmm. uh, so there's that. All right. So let's talk about this mirror thing. Because after we finished the episode, we started talking about this a little more. Yeah. We started it- sort of picking apart, unraveling the whole idea of the mirror universe. And it's, I don't know, man. The, like the thing is, we start off with a con- with the fairly simple concept of the you know this universe that sort of speared off from uh, the original series, right? Which is fine, you know. You have like well, our guy, our guys visited the Mirror Universe one time. Arguably the most memorable, if not like one of the like maybe top three memorable episodes of the original series. Yeah, like, fucking everybody is... knows what Spock with a beard means, right? There's a, there's a universe where everyone's got an evil counterpart, and yeah. and they've got agonizers, and, like, every show has done a parody of it. I was sad to see the agonizer di- agonizers didn't return. Uh, well, that's, the thing is, those were used by Starfleet. Mm. And we, you know, there's no more Starfleet. The, the, uh, Cardassian, uh, the Cardassian Klingon Alliance takes great pride in not needing a box to torture someone with. <laughs> <laughs> you guys suck. Really? You put the guy in a phone booth? What right. I can do with some lights? I'm 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 trying to find out canonically when the mirror universe officially split off from ours because I, I mentioned in the episode I thought it was that the Nazis had won World War II. Mm. Like I think Enterprise mentioned it, but I'm looking now, uh, and it says uh, Captain Archer once mentioned that the Empire had existed for centuries as of 2155. Archer did not mention how many centuries, but by his statement. The Empire can be traced back at least to 1955, suggesting that it was a Terran political unit before it became an interstellar empire. So, right, the war ended in 1945, like, so, to us. So it's certainly possible that, like, that's what did it. Yeah, so presuming the Nazis won World War Two, But that's, I mean, I'm guessing. I don't mm. actually know. Like, that's not official canon. That's no. just, they established that it's been around since at least the 20th century. Mm. But, I mean, that's as good a time as any for... Uh... I, that, that feels like just your stand... If you're going with your standard alternate universe in yeah. sci-fi that's a that's a pretty classic one yeah so okay let's let's assume that's when it started and, and everything sort of branched off from there mm-hmm. we we've seen an enterprise that that there is an evil you know the the beginnings of the terran empire in space 
on that show. Yep. And then it goes into Kirk's era until Spock decides to wuss out and, and make everyone, you know. See, this is sort of the first problem is I can buy a I can buy our guys from our enterprise going over to, you know, this mirror universe where there are where there just happens to be a starship full of the same crew, but, you know, evil. Right. It's the problem is when we have like once sort of spot once uh, our Kirk sort of convinces their Spock to, you know, start changing things. Yeah. The fact that when we come back to the guys in like a hundred years, you know, everyone is still there and still in the same place. Well, we talked. To, we talked about this when we covered crossover. Yeah, it's weird that Cisco without Starfleet still ended up on Terra Nor. Yeah, and like these guys are all so like these characters are also very different from. Yeah. Like I can I can see you know Garrick being there. I can see Kira being there because it's the fucking Bajoran sector, but. Fucking what the hell are Cisco and uh, O'Brien doing out there? Yeah, or Odo, who we don't know yet, but we're pretty sure came from the Gamma Quadrant. Yeah, and they don't know about the wormhole. Right. Although so you know, Odo arrived in DS Nine before the wor- at DS Nine before the wormhole was there. So no, before the wormhole was discovered. Discovered, yes. So the he could have still there. come through the wormhole. I, I guess that's true. Although you'd think that would thing would be really hard to miss. I don't know. Space is, you know, big and empty. That's true. And um, as I recall in the pilot, the reason that Cisco and Dax went to that particular spot in space mm. was because they were trying to track down where the orbs came from. Ah. And no one had ever decided. Like, it's not next to Bajor. It's like way like they had to move the station to get right, there. Right. Like it's in it's in the Bajoran solar system. Right. But there's basically. a lot of you know, I mean not not to be, you know, too uh flippant about it, but space mm. is fucking huge and it would be really easy to miss like you a know, hole. Yeah. Well a hole that only opens when you trigger it at a certain spot. True. Like if you're not if you're not driving right over the little sensor, then it's mm-hmm. not, you know, it's not opening. So no, it it makes sense that that they wouldn't have discovered it, yeah. and I, I think the implication is that it's always been there, and that it was spitting out orbs throughout history. <laughs> you know, hourglass-shaped orbs. Yep. Um, so maybe it's the same in the mirror universe. Maybe I suppose. I mean, I, there must be orbs in the mirror universe because there's orbs in the regular universe. Well, they talk. They talk about their pa. Yep. Because we made a dumb joke about it. Because mm-hmm. we think that's hilarious. Uh, well, it is hilarious. Yes. Um. But that that implied that the Bajoran religion exists in the mirror universe, mm-hmm. which but then, of course you know, evil. I don't know. I honestly don't know. I mean, we got Kira, who's like you know. I mean, she's got the earrings, so clearly she's religious still. Yeah, you know, like all Bajorans. But we don't know that the that the religion is any different. True. We just know that. Rather than being occupied, well, no. What, what they said was that the Terrans occupied Bajor, and the Cardassians liberated them. Right. So the idea is that it's a it's a complete turnaround of of our universe, where, you know, uh, Starfleet helped. I don't know if they helped liberate them or not, but they helped them after. Mm-hmm. And the idea was that she was working, hoping to join their empire, the right. way that Bajor was trying to join Starfleet mm-hmm. or trying to join the Federation, rather. So that's. It's not that they're evil necessarily. It's that there's a power there that can defend them and they want to join. Right. And they showed her being more compassionate and more sort of, you know, understanding than than the Cardassians and the Klingons, as I recall. Mm-hmm. 
Well, and the the thing is, we have a Kira who was never who was never in her own war, basically. I don't know. Wasn't she? I no, I'm not sure. Because if if the Terrans, I mean, I guess if the Terrans, whew. yeah. But on the other hand, the Spock thing would have happened like a hundred years before. Yeah, exactly. So they would like have if been... he started working on that, like yeah, yeah. No, she might not have been a. So she, we might have we might have a Kira who's never been a terrorist. That's true. Or freedom fighter in this universe. <laughs> That's how that works, right? Yeah, sure. But I mean, the fa- the fact that she's way more seductive and way less, you Uptight. know, up right. Tells me probably that she had a better upbringing. Yeah. But I don't know. We don't know that. Mm-hmm. But again, you know, it, it makes sense that she's there. It doesn't make sense that some of the other guys are there. Yeah. And then it makes us wonder, like, where are all the next gen guys? Because there's no more Starfleet. Yeah. So where, like, what are they doing? Yeah. That's one of the things I always thought was interesting. Those are, they're like, I think, because I don't, I can't remember if Voyager ever did a mirror episode or not. They did not. Okay. Because I don't remember if we talked about this on air or off air, but the idea of them going to the mirror universe, looking around the Delta Quadrant, just going, being like, "Well, this is a mirror universe, all right. No well, one like, around. Nothing is different because no one is around." It's like in Red Dwarf, where they were three million year, light years away from Earth, and they time traveled, and nothing was different because they were still three million light years from Earth. Well, we're definitely in 1963 now. Yep. Well. <laughs> And, and you know, ideally, if Voyager is the way Voyager should have been, mm-hmm. then, yeah, then, you know, there'd be no difference. Yeah. <laughs> but, and, and we talked a bit about that, too. Like, would the, would the, well, I'm not going to talk about what's in the Gamma Quadrant yet, because we shouldn't. Right. But uh, would the Borg still be around? Would they still be the same? Like, we don't know. Like, we, we talked a little about their stupid origin in the books, but, yes. but, but canon-wise... But, I mean, canon-wise, there's, no, there's never been an origin for the Borg. No, canon-wise, they are aliens from the Delta Quadrant. Yeah. And so they'd still be out there, I assume, because... I mean, like, presumably, if we've never... If there's no way into the Delta Quadrant or the Gamma Quadrant... Right. Then, presumably, whatever happened on Earth that sort of spread out from the 20th century to make the mirror universe isn't going to affect either of those on the other hand sectors on the other hand i'm assuming Mm. that i'm assuming that something changed in earth's history but maybe didn't that's true there's we don't know that there's also just the it's evil it's an evil universe yeah everyone's so the borg are even more evil yes the borg are spiteful (laughs) they're not just they're not just like assimilating things they're like kicking stuff over just just to be jerks. That's what happened to the. That's what happens to the Borg in the Destiny trilogy. <laughs> what they become spiteful? Yes. Wow. <laughs> that's dumb. It's like, oh god, now we're really scared of the Borg because now it's not just that they want to assimilate us; they want to kill us because they're sick of our shit. Well, the thing is, I'm I'm surprised after like the first time. Yep. After like Best of Both Worlds, they wouldn't be like these guys are dangerous. We need to wipe them out. No, that was what that was one of the things in uh, it was either the Destiny trilogy or the one where Janeway dies. I forget which, mm. but um, <laughs> like we're the Borg, we're not just going to assimilate you anymore. Now we're just going to kill all of you. Well, and the thing is, it made for interesting drama to have an alien that didn't mind you being on their ship poking around because they didn't see you as a threat. Yeah, I but mean, you can only take that so far. Yeah. I'd, well, that I, could, that, I remember yeah. seeing that when we were watching First Contact and just like, you know, this would go a lot easier for you guys if you just turn the fuck around and shoot them. You know, you're you know, they're there. Right. And, you know, they're a danger at this point. Yeah. It's, it's one thing if you've never met them before and you haven't determined that they're a threat. But now, you know, like, do you really want to, you know, take the chance that, like, they're not going to do anything that yeah. they've got guns. 
Yeah, and, and they've proven to be very creative. Yes. If you give them an opening, they will probably take it. So yeah. maybe you should just kill them. And watch out, if they get a sword, you're all fucked. Yep. I want to see the Borg develop shield technology. <laughs> like actually carrying big shields with the Borg logo on the cover so Something... they can deflect swords. Uh, go back to Lore's Magic Castle, hippie. <laughs> we have adapted to your primitive bat-left technology. <laughs> I, I something sticks in my head in one of the books or something, some comic, I don't know, something I read somewhere where people were using like edge weapons and they just started using little deflector shields, like little force fields that just right. like, the swords couldn't penetrate, like or whatever. See, and something stuck in my head from a comic or something where someone closed the door on the board, so they just stuck their foot in it. Oh, that that stuck <laughs> in my head as well. <laughs> I believe that was Spider Man, Matt. <sighs> Ah, uh, Migo Spider-Man. Well, yes. The, best, <laughs> the superior Spider-Man. The best Spider-Man. Yes. Now, the Migo universe is, is... People are way more jerks than even the Mirror universe. Ah, <laughs> uh, the Migo universe, where everyone's meaner and stupider. Yep. I think I'd rather go back to that one, actually. <laughs> I like the Mirror universe. But... Yep. But everyone's a, a shitty action figure from the 70s. Yep. And Doctor Doom has been raped by Herbie the Robot. Oh God, I don't remember that. Oh, I do. But I remember uh, young Professor X's two best things were his hair and his ability to dance. <laughs> those were fun. Oh, I miss those. Yeah, I you you couldn't really go back to that though. No, like they they wouldn't be as funny now as they were in 1999 or whatever. See. I threw out a bunch, like I threw out all my wizards when I at some yeah. point, but I kept all my toy fairs. Right, just for those. They're, also, they're... because they won't, they're not allowed to reprint anything that had a DC guy in it. Right. Now those the Twisted Toy Fair Theater, those were fun. Yeah, they were. I, I enjoyed those. Um, but they're not Star Trek. <laughs> no, they're not Star Trek. Um, I had that... a bunch of Mego Star Trek figures actually. Oh yeah, no, I remember those. The Kirk one was really cool. Yeah, it was. And they did use him. Yeah, and, and then I sold them because yep. I was broke and I needed money. And, yeah. You know, who wants Mego's Star Trek figures? Yeah. <laughs> when are you going to want those again? The oh. thing is, the thing is, Mego figures had, like, one mold. Mm-hmm. And so Uhura's face looked the same as Spock's face. It was yep. just, you know, painted black and had different hair, but it was, you know, it was still basically the same. My favorite's still Naked Human Torch. <laughs> who was basically oh, your standard guy with the Human Torch head. Yep. But his fire was clothes. Right. Oh, just just terrible. I believe they had a Mugatu action figure. They did indeed. Which was the white furry gorilla with a horn. <laughs> no Scotty, but they had a Mugatu. Right. Who, what do you suppose the mirror Mugatu is like? <laughs> He's black, and the horn stabbed him in the brain. <laughs> the horn goes down. Yes. <laughs> See, now you got to wonder, like, uh, you know, Mirror Grappler Zorn. He's so brave. <laughs> I was standing up for his ideals. And his bowl of oranges. <laughs> <laughs> the nice thing is that in uh, Mirror Devil in the Dark, they were all completely right in killing the Horda. <laughs> Kill I. <laughs> Kill you. <laughs> Does this text speak? <laughs> Pick up flask. You can't get the flask. 
I don't know. Like I like it seemed like it would be an interesting topic to to, to discuss, but really, I mean, I don't know. They DS Nine, like I said, we'll come back to it five times. Yep. So I, I think we'll yeah. probably explore it. You know, pretty good idea of what's going on over there. There there was a next gen book that was written before DS Nine sort of officially went back, mm-hmm. where they were actually set it in like a Starfleet that was you know eighty years after Kirk, and there was actually a Mirror Enterprise D and an evil Picard and and all that. And that was okay, I guess. But it was yeah. just more of the same. It was just more agonizers, and mm-hmm. I think Picard had a beard because, of course, he did. Uh, and, you know, just more of the same. Yeah. No, I, I, it's, it's something I just... I, th- I like thinking about it because it's weird, just sort of the differences. What I'd like to what I'd like to know is uh, when Worf was bouncing di- through all those different realities in that one episode, I wonder if he ever passed through the Mirror Universe at one point. That would have been a really cool thing to just sort of... Yeah, like at like, a half a second, yeah. you know, just like, boop, and then, you know. Yeah, just one of the universes he's in, you can see the, uh, like, the Terran Empire thing in the background. Or right. Whatever. I mean, that would have made the DS9 one different, but, yeah. you know. But, still you know, it came cool. first, so that's yeah. fucking DS9's problem. Right. That would have been cool, though. But again, I, I liked following up on something Kirk did being a disaster, because mm. that's usually how it happens. There was... I don't, I don't know if you ever read this one or not. There was a comic series called, I think it was, was it The Last Frontier? I don't know. It was basically about someone going back in time and they stopped the, uh, like, the uh, the assassination in Star Trek Six went off without a hitch. Okay. So there then there was the war with, uh, the war with the Klingons just got worse. Right. So we sort of pick up with the next-gen crew and they're not, none of them are in, uh, there's no Starfleet anymore. They're just like they're fighting up. They're fighting against the. They're like a rebellion fighting against the Klingon Empire. See, I I just figured that would be sort of like the alternate universe in uh, yesterday's Enterprise. Mm-hmm. It was a. It was a. It was a bit like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wesley had a mohawk, oh. which needs to be seen to be believed. Oh, was it a comic? Yes, yes. So they actually drew a Will Wheaton with a mohawk. Oh mohawk. yes. Oh lord. It was incredible. I, I imagine so. Um. One of the, the the thing I like most about it, the first issue was a take on the uh, what is it, the um, Days of Future Past cover, the Wolverine one in front of the wanted oh, posters. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It was really cool. Huh. And of course, Picard had a rainbow afro. Yes, of course. Because if there's two things Captain Picard is proud of, right. it's his hair and his ability to dance. Right. I guess one of the things we talked about that would be interesting to sort of extrapolate is the alternate versions of episodes mm. in the Mirror Universe. Like like you were saying, what would happen if they ran into Mirror Q or, yeah. you know, whatever. Like, did all that stuff still happen? I would like to believe, like, Mirror Q not, uh, probably not having as much fun. Yeah, you you mentioned that on, on the episode. Because uh, these guys aren't as much fun to screw with. No, they're pretty beaten down at this point. Yeah. Like, you know, do you really want to be the guy who uh, shows up once a year to torture poor uh, Smiley O'Brien? <laughs> like, that guy doesn't have enough shit to deal with? I don't know. The one in our universe isn't exactly, uh, you know, coasting through life either. <laughs> Miles! Take a drink. <laughs> <sighs> Why do I even get up in the morning? <laughs> But you know, now, it, it I'm would starting be... to, now I'm starting to see where that uh, where that sad Chief O'Brien comic is coming from now. Oh, I I got it from from you know the first minute. Like that was uh, that was pretty straightforward. 
But I don't know, because, like, I'm trying to think of other sort of crucial things that, you know, like, I don't know, the whale probe would have showed up and just blown up the Earth, I guess. Yeah, I mean, like... Or V'ger would have done the same. Yeah. Because, like, I can... You can bet your ass that the mere... That mere Captain Kirk never went back in time to mere 1980s to get some mere whales. Probably not. Although I would watch that fucking movie. (laughs) That sounds fantastic. The whales have goatees. Yes! Hmm. They are not the fuck your whales. <laughs> Spock, Jesus. Except we, we've established now that um, that Earth would have already been, like, evil at that point. That's true. Like in, in Well, no, because they'd be... Um, 1987, so we're assuming they'd be, like, Nazis or something. Yes. <sighs> but we all... Uh, we, we'd have... Because by that point, Spock would be working towards making the Federation... Uh, that's true. The Federation a good place. The, what I like is the idea of that of him making the Federation like better, but you've still got all of these like everyone's still a jerk. Yep. Yeah, because they've grown up in this for centuries. Yeah. Like they're so not going to just change. Yeah, just because just because you're trying to make a better place doesn't mean that your people aren't assholes. Here's a thought: What if the mirror universe is the universe that was created when uh, Bones went back and rescued Edith Keeler? Oh, that's interesting. And it split off, and they changed it back for them, but it still exists somewhere. It's splintered off into a different oh, reality. Oh, shit, that's really... Because that's what happens if... Uh, if the Nazis win. If right. the Nazis win World War II. Oh, that's really smart. I bet I'm not the first person to come up with that. I can't possibly be the first person nah. to come up with that. There, but, like, that sounds like... That sounds like such novel fodder. Well, yes. That's really clever, though. I like that. I don't know if, like, I mean, and and it's one of those, you know, we joke about Harlan Ellison being litigious or whatever, but really people like to not mess with uh, plot elements from uh, from the city on the edge of forever because yeah. he is a bit litigious. Yeah. Um, but that that would be an interesting notion. I like that a lot, actually. That you know, because I mean, there's there's that theory that you don't you don't really change history, like mm-hmm. you, you just create an alternate universe. Like all they did was get back to the right. Universe. Yeah, they got back to their universe, but, but like that—that th- that other one still exists now. Yeah. Well, that's that's the very you know that's the very concept of the the many worlds theory. Right. Every every choice you make makes a new universe. Which is why it's weird that most, if not all, Star Trek uh, time travel stories are about something has gone wrong in history and we have to go back and change it. Mm-hmm. Well, like, I mean, that's the difference between Star Trek and like the Marvel universe. Right. But I mean, that's that sort of negates the idea that there are multi multiple worlds because they're they're assuming that there is one correct straight path that has to be adhered to. It's weird because by that logic, we've got a, sort of a weird combination of the Back to the Future style of uh, uh-huh. time travel, where right. like everything you know, has to play out a certain way. Yeah, exactly. But you've also got like we know that there's multiple universes because Worf's been in all of them, right? And is a jerk in a lot of them. <laughs> Well, and I don't, I mean, and of course, again, the Mirror Universe. I mean, that was established in the original series. Yeah. There must be others. There must be other examples of going to other universes. Oh, yeah. I can't think of them off the top of my head, but I'm, I'm sure there must be. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know that, well, I, I know that uh, in most of them, Worf is a bad guy who's in charge of something. Right. And he came in ninth place. Yes. No, he came in, like, seventh place. That's why they made him in charge. <laughs> Because you want someone who's good, but not too yeah. ambitious. That's where the mirror universe came from. Right. <laughs> Worf winning ninth place? Worf winning ninth place. If he had won seventh place, right. then uh, the world never would have gotten evil. Ah. 
Thanks, that, Worf. That doesn't really work when it happened, you know, in Kirk's time and in, in Archer's time. Yep. The it's going to be a, really hard when we get to... is a confusing place, man. It's going to be hard when we get to Enterprise for me not to think of Captain Archer as Captain Sterling Archer. <laughs> Sterling! <laughs> yep. Just, just going to be difficult. Now I just want to watch that show. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't mean Ar- I don't mean I want to watch Archer, although I kind of do. I want to watch uh, Enterprise with uh, Sterling Archer as the main character. No, see, I want to watch the all like the whole cast, like oh. you know, first first officer Lana. Yep. You know, there there'd be uh, Admiral, his mom, mm. giving him orders. So Admiral Nichev. <laughs> well, drunker. <laughs> but, yeah. Hey, we never saw what she was putting into that tea. I guess that's true. And those crumpets. Right. Then you'd have, like, uh, Pam, the communications officer, and yep. so on. Yeah, that that's that's a show I'd much rather watch than that. That's the, that's the alternate universe I want to see. Yep. Sounds fantastic. Mm, yeah, it kind of does. Yep. And Danger Zone would be a better uh, theme song than that theme song Enterprise got. Well, you know, everything's a better theme song than that theme song. Well, I suppose that's true. I think the Crazy Frog song is better than the... Uh, Enterprise theme song. Which one's the Crazy Frog song? I'm not going to sing it. Oh. Because now <laughs> you, I actually want to know. You, you're going to thank me for this. Because when we're done, you're going to go Google it and you're going to go, Oh, God, that! <laughs> Trust me. It was it was a super annoying ringtone in like 2004 or something. Oh, okay. Trust I, me. I probably know it then. I just didn't yeah. know it was called the Crazy Frog thing. Oh, it's terrible. Anyway. But yeah, I, I you know, I, I would watch that show. Yeah. <laughs> that is a program I would watch. Yes. Of course, then it would be like Admiral Archer's prized ocelot. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I've just been watching Archer recently, so it's kind of fresh in my head. Well, it's really good, so. It's a pretty good show. I, yep. I got a little burned out on it last season, but this season they kind of like went in a whole other direction with the premise, and it's been oh, yeah. great. Yeah, I haven't picked. I haven't started the new season yet. Oh, uh, it's they they they're not spies anymore. That's all I'll say. They they take it in a different direction. Oh and wow, it's, it's really fun. Are they pirates again? I'm not gonna say. Damn it, the pirate king. They they call the show Archer Vice. I'll give you that. Huh. You That's can interesting. You can figure out where where it goes. From yeah. There. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's all the Star Trek stuff we had, unless yep. uh, you had more mirror stuff. Like, I think I, that's everything. Like, probably, we discussed I'll, this I'll, as being a big topic. Yeah. But I did, I, I I'll know. probably come back to this at some point. I mean, well, we'll certainly be able to. Yeah, we'll have plenty of opportunities to. But um, it's just something I find really interesting about the uh, Trek universe, and it's something we haven't had in a while, because Next Gen never went there. Well, and I think the whole, like, yeah, the idea of alternate universes has been around for a while. Yeah. Because, I mean, they did it in the 60s, but... The idea of, like, the multiverse and all that has really only been in, in science fiction for the last, I don't know, 20, 30 years or something. Mm. Like, uh, I think comics started embracing it in the 80s. Yes. Thanks, Uatu the Watcher. Yes. Um, He's Paul forbidden Tompkins, to inter- intervene. Paul F. Tompkins' favorite character. <laughs> um, I, I might be wrong about the timetable there, but I know it hasn't been around. Like, the, the idea of having a multiverse sort yeah. of being an established thing that we all sort of accept. Mm-hmm hasn't been around for a long time and it's it's interesting to me that star trek really only had like apart from that warf episode like the one major yeah alternate reality like alternate reality should be a huge mm. you know aspect of it 
I mean, I guess when they did yesterday's Enterprise, the, the time travel yeah. sort of made one. But well, yeah, time travel has has created different ones. Yeah. I, I guess that's true. But I don't know. Like like quantum physics says maybe there are, you know, maybe there is a multiverse. Maybe mm. that's a real thing. Yes. And it's interesting that that Star Trek didn't go into it as much as they could have. I think. Yeah. And Quantum Leap says that Scott Bakula is boring. Well, Enterprise also says that. Mm-hmm. Way to go, Bakula. Mm. Count. Bacula. No, I don't. I don't acknowledge his. Uh, I was going to say divinity. That's not right. <laughs> I don't acknowledge that either. <laughs> Hello, ch- we're we're Jews for Bacula. The Church for Bacula. Yes. Oh boy, I, I I think it's time to go now. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's it. Nothing All else right. to plug. I already told them what the what the uh, email address yep. is. So we uh, hopefully we'll see you at Emerald City. No, by the time they hear this, they we will have seen them. Or okay, not we hopefully at saw City. you at Emerald City. Yes, uh, and that's it. So yeah. say that thing. See you, folks. The Post Atomic Horror Podcast is a co-production of Ron Algar Watt and Matt Robotham. Copyright 2014. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.